0: Welcome to Together We Rise the podcast I'm Maxime, your host, spiritual guide, healer, and intuitive. This is a place for deep interdimensional dives unpacking our world systems, paradigms and what it is that we each can be doing to start recreating them. Each episode I'll be joined by changemakers from an array of backgrounds ranging from holistic wellness to activism to human rights equality, medical freedom spiritual teachers, conscious business, and everything in between, because they all have one common intention, and that is to actualize humanity's potential to thrive. Today's guest is the epic Luke Cohen, hardest speaker, mentor, and ecopreneur. I decided to borrow some of his own words to give you a little bit more of an insight as to what today's conversation is about. So here we go. We're at a collective turning point in our evolutionary history as a species. This crossroad is inviting us to form a deeper and more comprehensive relationship with nature and the reality of impact that our current global systems have on the interconnectedness of life. I am a stand for the global village and one of many here to usher in a new type of culture on our planet that can allow us to thrive on all levels. Now, I feel like I could have written that myself (laughs) and I'm so deeply connected to what he wrote and to his work. So I just wanted to share that with you to give you a little bit more insight, but I'm not going to hold it up any longer. Let's invite him on and dive straight in. Welcome, Luke. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to be having this chat with you. Would you be willing to share a little bit about what your medicine is for the world right now? some of your story, what got you here, and how you ended up expressing it the way that you do.
1: Yeah, hey everybody, Luke Cohen here. Um, yeah, happy to share a little bit of my sort of origin story and give some context to who I am. Um, so basically my journey started when I was uh, in my last year of uni. So I was 22, I had, a, I had a full physical healing crisis that was stemming from deeper emotional and such spiritual issues. I lost my brother-in-law in 9-11, which catalyzed the kind of um, hero's journey and the lifestyle I was living at the time and the sort of, you know, uh, toxicity and, and the combination of like really pushing my body hard as an athlete. So I was a martial artist and a basketball player and a runner and then combine that with sort of unhealthy diet and a lot of like substance and the combination just kind of rocked me. So basically the unprocessed grief of 9-11 and then just pushing my body for years and not knowing that I had a sensitive nervous system, not knowing like that I was an empath or any of these, you know, things that I came to in contact with as I began my journey. So that that's really when it started. And during that time, you know, going from being an agile 22-year-old, you know, martial artist to basically walking with a cane pretty much overnight was pretty devastating to my to my young ego at the time. and And so... Uh, I sort of got guided through a series of, you know, what I what I call grace, you know, just just spontaneous alignment. Where uh, one day I was I was actually drinking tea out of a cast iron teapot that I had bought myself for my 22nd birthday with like a goof, gift coupon, and I saw this cast iron teapot in like I don't know like TJ Maxx or something. And I was like, oh my god, I don't know why this is speaking to me, but I need to have this. This is I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this, and then mm-hmm. slow like started to get into tea like close to when this happened, and so I was sitting and drinking this cup of tea. And I remember just kind of coming into acceptance of what was happening to me. And, and I had been, in, I'd been kind of depressed for three weeks, you know, because that was my one healthy outlet, you know, aside, you know, not drinking or doing all these other things like running and, and getting in flow states through physical activity was like a healthy version of shutting off my mind. And so, you know, just coming to terms with that, I actually naturally entered this kind of, Spontaneous, you know, the word satori or revelation, where I, I access what I call the living stillness of the universe, and that living stillness consumed me, and and I, I sort of went into a timeless experience where uh, I had access, I accessed, you know, parts of myself that had been lost, and sort of reawakened this the soul energy, and and the feeling was beyond anything that I could have like I only touched maybe in psychedelics when I was a teenager or like in those flow states. And I kind of saw where my soul had been with me my whole life and merged with it. And when I came out of the experience, I was like, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. This is what I need to dedicate my life to. And so, yeah, within a very short amount of time, my, my whole lifestyle, whole world kind of flipped upside down even more and got gifted a copy of Autobiography of a Yogi. And I remember I, I disaffiliated from my fraternity and You know, started eating really healthy, and just and just was so hungry for knowledge and 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 wisdom, and became a very avid seeker. And so, I never entered a like a nine to five world. I never, you know, fully entered in that way. I basically graduated, waited tables, and went right to India, and that was 16 years ago. And so, I kind of never looked back. And over the last 16 years, it's been. A pretty mystical ride uh movies movies worth of material and experiences um apprenticing with really renowned teachers and healers and going on these this, this arc through different lineages that i had walked as a being through through time and sort of calling back parts of myself from these different times and remembering who i was gradually and then you know i sought to heal my body and, and eventually that that brought me into paths where i, I accessed you know more of the unseen half of creation and and really developed a a pretty deep relationship with that element of life. And, um, yeah, as I, as I healed myself naturally it overflowed to help others and, uh, everything was learned through direct experience and and mentorships and apprenticeships. And so there was no like textbook learning. It was just really like going through the the anchor points of having compassion for what I had survived and, and doing, holding space for people through, you know, understanding. These kind of big transition points in our awakening journey, and, and then uh, yeah, I became a big community builder. I, I felt I felt like community was a, a really healing thing for people, and wanted people to kind of find the person that they could work with, you know, through through socializing, through having these big sort of transformational festival type events in New York City. Uh, people would meet each other and and find the healer that they could work with, or you know, find the spiritual practice that resonated with them, and not not having any you know one size fits all or any dogma but just really creating space for reverence and community and, and heart space connection to happen for people to, to sort of deepen their journey and I, I did that for a while and, and um, eventually made my way to California eventually Hawaii eventually Boulder and eventually here to Bali but over that that arc of that 16 years yeah I was you know kind of journeying through personal development and sort of shamanism and, and deep mysticism into deeper sort of integrative work bioenergetics therapy psychedelic integration therapy understanding the role of the nervous system and inner child and then um, you know deeper into entrepreneurship and transformational festivals kind of bridging philanthropy environmentalism indigenous communities with social um, you know impact entrepreneurship and then um, you know all the while slowly developing my gifts as an artist and speaker and poet which is where I'm at now which is I've transitioned out of a lot of like heroic doses of spreading myself into organized community and activism to and, and like unsustainable ways of showing up in support to you know d- develop a, a really powerful business over year over the years and you know work with more like you know high leverage leaders and influencers and, and on the back end on the front end uh stepping out with my gifts as an artist you know I had, I've had a long journey with that as well and a lot of humbling experiences when I was in the touring in that circuit you know with a band and, and then went solo and now. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like my medicine is really about storytelling and giving a transmission through sound, through voice, through, yeah, story, poetry, music, and, and then on the back end, um, you know, what I mean, I'm not lead, necessarily leading with this, but it's something that I that I have to continue to offer because life it demands that of me is to continue to support people and, and mm. give them tools of empowerment and empower them however I can. And I'm really, I feel like I'm on a mission right now to just to bridge division and, and, and try to try to create more sense making and and like really shadow work at the, at the deepest level of like how can we take self ownership and how can we take self responsibility and heal our trauma and using having the conversation of trauma bridging the worlds of like spiritual communities and, and mainstream narratives to, to get over our get over ourselves a bit and come into connection as a as a, as a humanity and, and discover where our, where our values are actually more aligned than we think and how we can take responsibility for, for the wounds that we've been passed on and, and mm. to, to anchor into deeper states of empowerment and, and mm. individuate from a lot of the collective distortions and, and conditioning that we've all experienced that, that really limit our full self-expression, intimacy, love, uh, fulfillment, impact in the world and, and purpose. So. Mm-hmm.
0: That was one of the things before we jumped on that came in for me um, quite strongly as a conversation to have with you about the trauma and the wounding and you know there are two other things that came up in what you said just now so I will come back to the trauma and the wounding side of things because that is very relevant to the darkness that's being purged right now and we briefly spoke about that before we um, started recording but Just to backtrack, when you began your journey with the physical body, and I feel like this will actually tie into trauma and talking about the nervous system and the things that we carry, Um, but how often that actually is a gateway without people even necessarily realising that it is an access point and I can... um, I guess that's why I connect to what you were saying. I, I competed in bodybuilding for several years. And for me, it was a very similar thing. I was very self-destructive. But when I was training, it was like, ah oh, silence. I'm here. I'm in my body. Like, it was full unity and harmony. And there was no other place in my life where I experienced that. And when I was um, supporting other people as a personal trainer, I would see that day-to-day happening. But they couldn't take that away with them into... The world around them because they hadn't learned how to integrate and look at the multi-dimensionality of what we really are you know and accessing yeah. some of those more difficult painful things that we suppress down and don't necessarily give ourselves an outlet for so can we speak a little bit to the physical body and then how that transcends into potentially a gateway for the other things that um you just spoke about
1: yeah it's you know The bodies come full circle for me. Like I said, you know, it 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 broke down to get me in touch with the with the larger context of the backdrop of spirituality and how we are multidimensional beings and there is a quantum field and there is a you know the whole invisible side of life. When I say invisible, it's it's unseen, it's it's in the subtle, it's in the emotions, it's in the the energy bodies. And these are these are very real things, you know, that that, you know, a lot of people in the mainstream could write off as woo-woo, but are becoming more and more validated by science and becoming more and more confirmed. And so, like, you know, for me, it's come. it's been a journey of coming full circle back to my body, you know, of almost going so deep into the spiritual multidimensional, the point where it became very, uh, like, I wasn't functioning well in, in, in relationship, you know, in relationship with, with partners, with businesses. And, the, and then my journey into entrepreneurship and, and also relating dynamics, like really getting like connected to where the suffering was for me in relationship with in partnership and in, and in close relationships like that became the next segment of work. So like I expanded into these big transpersonal realms, archetypal realms, if you will, of, of profound energy and pro- profound peak states of, of awareness. But then the, the journey of integration of coming into the, the human self of like Needs, wants, trauma—you know—all that. It's like life will humble us to get us in contact with that with that material because it has to integrate. Like the journey we're on in this day and age is—it's a different set of rules than some of the like the other timelines that we've existed in terms of, you know, like a lot of the Piscean era was about leaving society and leaving the world to go into the cave to to reach God realization to to devote yourself to the Dharma or devote yourself to a Guru. In this in this lifetime we're taking all of our experiences from that and bringing it back into the world and coming into deep connection with our with our human selves and that's what I've, what i found over the years for a lot of the spiritual community and a lot of people that are on a spiritual path after the peak states sort of um, diminish and, and want to integrate there's a hard time there's a really hard time being honest with the human aspect where, where are the wounds because actual spiritual identity can form that this this idea of who who we are through that lens, which is really valid and beautiful at the time, you know, is a lot of people take a spiritual name as a way to shift their orientation from personality to soul. But yeah, like just in my own life, like coming full circle back to the body, it's, it's like now when I work out or when I do things, I'm actually in my body this time. Whereas even when I was training back then, like I was in my mind, Mm -hmm. I was in my, I was in, and we go into our minds unconsciously, to cope with the amount of material that's actually living in our nervous system.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's
1: actually, unco- it's unconscious. Like most people don't know how much pain they're actually in because they're not in contact with it because we've been given so many ways to numb, disconnect, disassociate, cope. And we've all developed profound strategies as well, just in our own sub personalities and our own subconscious coping mechanisms. So, you know, the, the decade plus that I devoted myself to bioenergetics therapy was all about like meeting, like, what are your ways of surviving your reality? I didn't feel safe most of my life and I didn't know how unsafe I actually felt. I wasn't in, I wasn't even in touch with the part of me that just didn't want to be here or didn't feel safe here. It felt like too much to feel, you know? And so when we get really in our bodies, we can start to access all of that stuff. When we get grounded, then there's, there's space to feel the unprocessed material. It's like, oh, I'm really in my body. Okay, why is there this grief here? I don't even know what this is connected to. Uh, well, you know, and if if we've been shamed for crying or expressing sadness, like feeling anything other than what we've been told is preferable or lovable to access is really hard. Like it, like there's just natural resistance built into the nervous system to to be with those things, and so it takes a lot of willingness and courage to deepen into a relationship with those really challenging, pure. Emotional states, because there's no when we get in contact with it, there's really no space for the cognitive mind or ego to to exist. It's so it brings us so present to what's there that it's really it's really hard often for people because the the again those 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 coping mechanisms will, will like try to take over or resist at all costs. And so, yeah, I I think that the physical body is a is a profound way of accessing it. You know, breath, all these systems, qigong, yoga breath work you know running like anything that brings us in the body can be when we have more context for the work be a tool to get in touch with the emotional energy the pain and other elements but i, I think that you know that that element of the of the the multidimensional self or the soul aspect of our beings we need to wake that energy up first because mm-hmm. it becomes a light it becomes a light switch in the darkness it becomes a torch that we can then bring to these unseen and unfelt places we actually need that as a greater resource because without that higher power that that it's it's really hard to actually go in and do do the shadow work it's just unfortunate a lot of people just want to hang out there and and just hold on to that and not and not use that to to actually integrate Mm. that's, that's the challenge i see for our times for a lot of beings is whatever spectrum they are on their personal development or spiritual journey, or if they don't identify as a spiritual being and they, and they just have their own challenges, whatever it is, we're all, we're all on this journey. And if you're in a human body on the planet, you have a degree of trauma to, to, to deal with. You have a set of challenges and gifts to, to, to face. And so, yeah, I just, I, you know, I really like giving context to this stuff because I think it actually helps us have more empathy like if we really ground it to the trauma and and emotional wounding it's like we're all dealing with it like it doesn't matter how spiritual you are or how you know in the mainstream you are not like we're all negotiating different degrees of trauma in our nervous systems and we all have different ways of coping with it and if we Mm -hmm. can have shared reality around that if we can have a culture that acknowledges that we've all been conditioned to avoid certain feelings and seek other feelings like that regardless of your culture regardless of your orientation within consciousness like that's something that we're all negotiating and that, that's something that, that can ground us into empathy and connection. Mm.
0: Yeah, connection in all sense. And, you know, escapism was a word that just kept coming in really strongly. Like this, mm. this when you were talking about the spiritual path and we start to potentially, I guess, fall into that as a new identity. and. Mm-hmm then also not really being able to have this human experience because we chose to be here in this physical body if we just wanted to be there only, then we wouldn't have chosen to incarnate here. And I feel like this is something that a lot of people are oscillating between, you know, as we continue to see what's unfolding in the world around us and there's so much noise and so many things that are distracting us and potentially asking for our attention with all of the different narratives on offer and many of which are taking us away from who we really are. But then there's also that disassociation to whether we actually are going to play here in the physical and look at these things and learn how to actually transmute them and face them and go, okay, what is it that I need to be doing in order to start creating the shifts and the changes and not getting sucked into this idea that we're powerless So perhaps Hmm. I would really love you to speak to the notion of powerlessness and taking back power uh, as our multidimensional self.
1: This is one of the most nuanced arenas of development, no matter where we are on the path, because victimization is very seductive. And victimization as a collective identity, as a collective archetype, is part of what we're here to transcend and integrate. And it's actually one of the hardest things to love and be with is our own victimization. We either, we either fight against it and and judge ourselves or make ourselves wrong or condemn ourselves through certain spiritual ideals or a resistance to the feelings of powerlessness or out of control, or we seek to, um, or, or we get just like consumed by the victimization and we, and we actually over identify with it and and get come, go into collapse or cope in other ways. And so the, the, the nuance of being with the energy of victimization and, and and what it takes to actually heal and be with victimization is a profound, profoundly like it re- requires a lot of precision and presence to unpack victimization. And as I've said to many clients and 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 shared with many friends, when they access powerlessness and and because they've experienced these expanded states of feeling fully empowered, when it when it arises, it's so hard to be with. And it feels so defeating but the 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 thing that i I like to share with people is without experiencing powerlessness how do you know what fully empowered actually can be like so as a soul we come here to to experience the full spectrum of experience and so we have to touch these powerless states so that the the egoic side of us can be integrated and humbled enough to allow the fully empowered soul aspect of us to be expressed because if it's not if we don't experience that powerlessness we can create a compensated version of that, which is, which is like a kind of pseudo-spirituality or a pseudo-empowerment where, yes, we get access to these amazing soul aspects that are empowered, and then we build an identity around it, and then we, we miss half the other material and forge an identity or a brand or a, a self-image in the world that's empowered but actually hasn't unpacked the other half of the shadow of disempowerment, out of control, trauma, loss, whatever is there that actually allows the soul to integrate fully in humility with the whole being. And so, going into those states of powerlessness and, and unfreezing those moments when we were in little bodies with angry adults or past lives where we've been persecuted, imprisoned, whatever, like the deepest shit that exists in us where victimization lives. If we avoid that or try to prevent it, or, you know, again, create ideals that compartmentalize that energy we can't come into our full our full freedom our full wholeness it will always have this degree of either bypassing or or uh compensation and if we're living compensate like in some kind of comp- coping mechanism mechanism or compensation we're actually not fully free we're not in our full sovereignty we're not in our full self-expression at the, the highest level of our soul's ability and so it, it's really a matter of where you place the value? Like a lot of times when I'm when I'm going to be working with a client for a longer time, like six months or a year, and going into mentorship, I like to give them context for the value of what they get to receive by doing a certain shadow work. Because if that seed's not there, when we get up in the material with that material, we start to face like deeper grief or deeper loss or deeper disempowerment, powerlessness some of that that deep stuff it's it's really easy to check out or easy to like just justify not but not being with it but if there's a context for the value of what we get to receive by going into that work and and finding those those frozen parts of ourselves that are lost in time or uh and and actually bring the light of awareness and love and meet those places and bring them back it's really it's yeah without the understanding the value of that it's hard to do that work like mm. But a lot of people don't don't value that yet because they don't, they don't actually know the spiritual merit or the, or the value of doing that work, the rewards that come, how much more co-creative manifesting power they have, how much more fulfillment or intimacy they can experience because the investment in some of the, again, the validation or other things that they get at that mid-level or early level, like they, a lot of people just get sat- satisfied and live there. They don't want to leave that zone, mm-hmm. you know, because they actually don't know the value of that work yet. And because there's a lot of glorification towards the spiritual identity and there's a lot of there's a lot of reinforcement and ego stroking and grandiizement that happens at that phase that it is very tempting and alluring to not ne- to never leave that arena of the work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes but then as you said way earlier on, then we will be humbled by life because we can't yep. get away with that for, <laughs> for very totally.
1: long. yeah yeah it will come in some form that's that's you know for all the empaths out there and all the people that are that are devoted to this work when we get in contact with people that we love that are unwilling it's and we we kind of want to be the teacher we want to we want to this is where you're bypassing Ah, can't you you see see your blind spot (laughs) no it's a blind spot that's why they can't see let me show it to you (laughs) yeah it's like trust that life will trust that life will sort them out. You don't need to be the one to to give them the lesson. Like, the lesson will be inherent if they're ready to see it. And that's oh, I think I, that's a really hard thing for a lot of healers and teacher types that, yeah, you know, light worker types.
0: Absolutely, I loved what you just said. Then trust that life will sort them out. <laughs> Yeah. If that's not a mantra that we could all take on, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. because it ultimately will. And I almost feel that when we also, as what you were just saying, for those that potentially hold space, that have those levels of empathy, that may be teachers or healers or guides in their own rights, when we do that, there's a level of division that we create, right? And division and separation was something else that I wanted to touch on with you because it ultimately then becomes a disconnect to self and higher self when we start to yeah. want to get into other people's things so that we can support them because we can see their potential. Or even now yeah. collectively as the, yeah. the, you know, we can see the potentiality of what can be created. But getting, you know, too far involved in what's happening out there as opposed to coming back to self and being like, what is it that I need to be doing? Where does, where does this create separation and disconnect within me? Yeah. To come back home can you speak to division separation disconnect to self and then how that is really you know not allowing us to create the unity that we're looking for externally
1: i mean the the greatest illusion in this 3d matrix the greatest illusion in this plane of duality is that we're separate and it's such a it's another nuanced area because at one level we're all one there's this unified field of consciousness, and yet we're really meant to have a differentiation and individuation process as the unique slice of God, goddess that we are, <laughs> the unique slice of, of creation that we are. We're meant to come fully into our experience. And so separation has its role to get a soul to wake up to itself. It's, it's like you, you yell at the mirror long enough, and you realize it doesn't actually do anything that you have to go within. You have to eventually, you, like, you, we, we, we all exhaust our fight with life at some point if we're, if we're so in a particular configuration of opposition and a polarity. And it's nuanced now because there are, like, there are legitimate threats to our existence. There are legitimate threats that feel and are triggering a deep unsafety in a lot, of, a lot of people for different reasons. Whatever side of the argument you are, or whatever side you, of, of that division that we're in, um, at the deeper levels, I believe that there's been a war waged on consciousness and on the human, human spirit and it goes back to the loss of our indigeneity and in our relationship to the land and in our, in our relationship to the natural cycles of creation that were as cultures that were where we oriented ourselves within existence. We had a role and a place within the village. We had a role and a place within existence. We knew ourselves because the culture set us up to know ourselves, where we've been raised in cultures that were designed to get us lost in external things and seeking validation, love uh, connection outside of ourselves. And so separations is the natural state that emerged from a culture built on separation that thrives on separation, that thrives on competition, and was very intentional. That pyramidal structure was, was the power structures that, that basically um, came into power, um, after the like certain falls in our evolutionary journey as a as uh different stages of development as a species those power structures that came in were were hierarchical and competitive based and the focus on external power became the 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 dominant culture and that patriarchal culture is a war-based culture so whenever you have a war-based culture you're you have a culture that thrives in separation and so what we're what we're dealing with on the planet right now is the unresolved karma of these things and the unexpressed emotions collectively that we each have our slice of the sacred wound around um, and you know like again when we talk about you know shadow emotions and and dealing with things we have all the stimulation we need now to get in touch with the unresolved pain of these timelines so to speak so a lot of spiritual beings are getting in touch with their rage for the first time and they have no context for it. They're getting in touch with, with their deeper unsafety that they've been managing their whole life and now it's like life is actually getting them in contact with the depth of unsafety that's actually always been there. And they think it's this external threat and they think it's this whole thing, but it's actually that is drawing out of them, the unsafety and the rage that's actually been living in their nervous system incarnationally. And so this, this whole play of duality right now is, is, is actually serving the collective to get in touch with the unprocessed material. It's a lot less destructive than it was at any other point in time. You know, like, you know, w- what's emerging on our planet, we have the unresolved pain of fascism and totalitarianism and like Nazi Germany and like, you know, with, with Trump and all these things. Like it, it's, it's literally catalyzed this massive wave of energy of, again, the unresolved, Pain, and and so people are experiencing that they're they're experiencing the the pain of their ancestors right now, and the other timelines where we've where we witnessed the collapse of empires and civilizations and the the devastation that came with that, and so the level of emotional charge is actually being poked by all the separation is is pretty profound, and if we move through it adequately, we come we become empowered. Every time we access victimization and we heal, we heal at a deeper level and we step into our soul's empowerment and sovereignty. We expand we expand our potential we expand our capacity to co-create with life and those powers that have been subjugating humanity's spirit never wanted us to know our 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 god potential or when i say god you know it's a charge word let's say our 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 potential as co-creators with 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 creation you know the to know our power like that has been very intentional and so you know, as we as we reawaken our dormant powers as souls, and we move through these big, big feelings in separation, we begin to heal that separation within ourselves. Mm-hmm. We start to resolve the duality within our beings, and we can see the sacred mirror. And that's one of the hardest things to do is see the sacred mirror because blame is so seductive. Mm-hmm. It is so seductive. It is one of the most easy ways to avoid our slice of the sacred wound and what we're holding um, and what we actually, what, what life is asking us to take ownership over, even if the piece that we need to take ownership over is, is, a, is a smaller percentage of the other, there's still something to look at. And so the invitation in these times of separation is to orient in compassion for self and other and just continue to, as much as you possibly can, conceivably uh, attempt to take self-ownership over being a co-creator of all of it. Mm-hmm. to own every single thing that exists outside of you is within on some level mm-hmm. it is it is a it is a mirror dimension of our own beings you know the toltecs talk about this 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 shared dream and individual dream like we are each dreaming this world into being
0: mm-hmm. we
1: each have our our orientation to reality and the interesting thing about this polarized separation based state of affairs is that the divide and conquer that's happening is, is, is funneled people into these different echo chambers of reinforcing their worldview and, and, and being, not being challenged in a way that they get to actually look at self. They just reinforce the blame that they're experiencing. So, you know, this whole, this whole journey of, of healing division and coming back to that oneness is going to require a lot of grounded self, like deeply connected conversations around race and, and what happened there around colonization and what happened there around fascism and what like all these things that we've we've stuffed under the carpet as a collective society is blowing up in our faces and the the beings that would wish to enslave our consciousness um you know are are depending on us staying separate Mm -hmm. and so um self-ownership and self-responsibility and taking ownership over our trauma and our slice is how we actually start to, to repair it in the collective. We, we, we take responsibility for our slice of the sacred wound and then we actually create a neural pathway to that less preferred choice so that other people can follow that pathway in their own lives. And then we lead from the example. We, 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 we exemplify what it means to be able to hold multiple perspectives and find the middle path to, to differentiate between objective truth and subjective truth. To to look at what how much of this is being is a creation of my own wounding versus uh, being with what is not how I want things to be like all of those things um, the duality and the separation is 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 ramped up to to like try to jolt us awake right now
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah jolting is definitely what's happening for many 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 people and yep. it is relentless and. I guess one of the other things that uh, comes to mind when you were saying that, you know, it requires stamina as well. I feel sometimes when people get drawn into shadow work, it's like, all right, let's get in there. Let's like, just bring it all to the surface. And it's like, yeah. it takes time. And you've if you really want to, do it in a way where you allow yourself to integrate it and create true change. It's incremental.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's one, yeah, please. Mm. I can see you've got something there. Girl. No, no, no.
1: It's no, you're, I mean, you're just, I mean, finish, finish. Cause you're, you're speaking truth. I'm just resonating with what you're <laughs> saying. It's truth.
0: Yeah. It, um, well, it's incremental in the sense that there are always deeper layers if we're willing to go there, but it's also, for this to really then be able to actualize into the physical reality, it's we've got to be looking at it from the long game perspective as to what is it that you have access to right now. And it's not, I find especially as well, um, and I'm sure you've probably got something to say on this in terms of the timeline shifts and the things that happened toward the end of last year, uh, and that have been playing out in the prophecies and all that sort of thing, people attached so much to that. And the energies became available to us this is just how i've received it the energies became available to us but the the physical reality needs to catch up to that and that's going to take a minute and that's going to require all of us as you were just saying before to step in and to you know do our part within that so whatever that has opened up for Mm. you i'd love for you to elaborate on
1: yeah thank you for naming it so eloquently there's so much wisdom Um, I, I echo everything you're saying and you know it does take time for things to echo from the quantum into physical reality and as visionary types we get often get very impatient with the process because we see it and we feel the potential of it but living into it is where it gets tricky. That's where the mastery is required and you know, it's kind of like, you know, some of the basic laws of manifestation is can you trust that it's coming without the full evidence of it being there. You know, that's, that's a really challenging thing that requires faith and that requires uh, emotional maturity to allow it. And, and with like, you're speaking to the <clears throat> sort of one of the traps of shadow work is endless shadow work of like, you know, where we actually loop in, our, loop in it and we don't give ourselves permission to have joy or, or play or other things. And, you know, so there's two sides of that. Those traps is, you know, the love and light side where it's just like, it's all love and light and I don't want to look at any of my shit. And it's all going to magically work out. And there's like there's a certain type of naivety and blind faith that, that is lacking integration. And the other side is like endless wounding and endless clearing and endless, and actually, we actually need both. We need, we need the, the light and the shadow to, to integrate. And so this, this patience with self through the layers, you know, one of the, the deepest seeds planted in my consciousness from one of my mentors is that there's no getting rid of or fixing. There's only being with mm. and, when we can be with what is and learn the metric of discernment and quality of presence that allows us to meet what is, that's how it alchemizes. That's how it starts to shift. And so, you know, you know, Matt Kahn talks about this a lot too, the, the, where sometimes the soul and the body are catching up. Like for example, for me, my, I accelerated so deeply into my soul arena after my, my breakdown that it actually took me, like most of my spiritual journey to get to a point where my soul and my body are finally caught up enough, Mm -hmm. you know, where I'm like inhabiting my body as my soul frequency. And that that was 16 years. If I try to like, and do you know how much years of struggle I was pushing to create that, you know, projected outcome, not knowing what it it would entail. And so like some of our, our process of integration or awakening is not even up to us. Like Mm -hmm. it's not up to our personality. We, We don't, we don't get to decide. Like our soul literally is going to drag us through the mud sometimes with our personality kicking and screaming because we have to go through an experience of complete disintegration of identity or uh, projected ideal outcome. And so what, what a lot of people are going through is the, is the breakdown to breakthrough of where the ideology, spiritual ideology and physical reality need to integrate. So, yes, these prophecies are real. Yes, there's so much you know, the Schumann resonance is going off the charts of the earth, you know, galactic alignments. All those things are amazing and are real. And we can access that fifth dimensional energy. Like it's, it's a felt state. There's inner planes to access. And if we're not able to come into connection with each other, with other human beings that don't share the same beliefs of us and actually have a dialogue and have empathy, it doesn't matter. Like kindness and compassion are more important than any, um, Projected outcome of awakening for our species. That's how we live into the experience How do we meet the darkness is by becoming the light and You know integrating the darkness and having like allowing darkness to be it's 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 having its role within creation Within ourselves and each other And, and until we can meet these things in acceptance It won't resolve To try to get rid of them or get rid of this person or get rid of these energies or fix this thing inside of self that will just perpetuate the, 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 you know, action reaction of energy. When we resist, whatever we resist persists, whatever we, you know, seek to, to fix or get rid of, will only amplify its duality until we finally see our internal relationship with it and how we're, we're actually co-creating it. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's a beautiful thing that you've named and, 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 you know, it's, it's, I'll just, I'll just, finish this kind of you know, rent with, with a, 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 an insight that I found really helpful around the three stages of transformation, which is first awareness. We get aware of our issue. We get aware of whatever's going on. And then acceptance happens. And then transformation happens. And what a lot of pe- people want to do is they get awareness and they want to just jump right to transformation and yeah. skip <laughs> acceptance. Because it's really hard to accept shit sometimes. It's really yeah. hard. And, and, and then we either use that awareness to beat ourselves up and and actually self-condemn and persecute ourselves for what we're seeing that we don't like about some unintegrated aspect of our being versus being with it, right? Being with enough that our own love can transform it. Our
0: mm-hmm. own
1: awareness naturally becomes the the solvent or the the balm on the wound that mm-hmm. we need to to like actually meet. You know, I lo- I love what Matt says too that we're actually we're actually all our own spirit guide. Like our soul aspect is our soul aspect is really here to accompany these younger parts, these 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 human parts that we can't stand because some part of us knows that we're these avatar mm-hmm. beings that we're like, God dang it, this gotcha human up. part sucks. <laughs> I don't like feeling this, you know. And it's it, and you don't need to like it. It's not fun. And as you integrate it, it's going to get better and better.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yep, yep. <laughs> Um, but it's the resistance within that too. Like you just, you've kind of circled back to that a few times, but it's really, whenever we do that, we create the fuel source for it as well. We just we just let it continue to burn and it's the minute, and I picture it like the quicksand, you know, if we're fighting it and we're like, got to get out of here, got to get out of here, it's going to just pull us in deeper and deeper and deeper and it's when we start, yep. let the space, we let, we let we allow the space and we let it all just, you know settle down then we have to move up and out of it yeah
1: so the only way out is through <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah ain't that the truth <laughs> um you've spoken a bit to healing wounds and traumas as well and i just feel like this is something that i want to give a little bit more airtime to because just more from a personal lens for people that are listening If they're experiencing these things and they're coming up for them and they might not have the level of support that they feel like they need or, you know, the dynamics are changing so quickly in relationships, within family units, within personal relationships, within so many aspects of how we relate in the world around us right now. And if people are going through all of those transitions and it's happening rapidly for them, which many of them that are experiencing awakenings now, it's happening at a
1: while. Rapid, rate.
0: rapid rate than it's ever happened.
1: People are doing doing what took me ten years to do within within a very short amount of time.
0: Absolutely. So if people are yeah. finding themselves in that place, what would you be offering to them? What would you be suggesting to them if they're feeling that that pull between? I know that I want to do the, I want to look inward and do the work and sit with myself, but I also want to run in the other direction, and not be with it because it's so painful and I don't feel like I have what I need to be able to get through it. The, How do I make a start?
1: The the main thing that I think is really important for people going through kundalini awakenings, massive, you know, dismantling of, of uh, worldviews, like the, the the dark nights of the soul, those things is is that it's okay to need support and to ask for help and to ask for support. Sometimes we just need another being's presence to give us permission to meet the part of ourselves that we're having a really hard time loving or being with just, just another loving presence and honesty about what we're feeling can be significantly changed. Like, you know, like for example, like I've, I've had, I've had moments with friends where, and mentor, like, yeah, for example, like a lot of my deeper healing work I did in mentorships. Like I did with, with healers and elders and wisdom keepers that could hold me and, and, and be like an archetype of a kind of benevolent father, or benevolent mother and hold me in wounding. And then, and I, but I didn't want to do that with peers. Mm-hmm. I, didn't want, I didn't want my peers to see me heal. And at some point, life demanded of me to, to, to shatter some of my teacher masks and healer masks. And, 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 and share vulnerably some of my pain with more of my peers or more of my, my partners at the time or close companions. And some people can meet it, some people can't, but there are souls out there that you will attract into your life that can love you enough, like, like they're capable of actually meeting some of your deeper pain. And it's a discernment point of like, who's actually safe to open up with yeah. and risk risk the vulnerability of being like, hey, I'm, I'm moving through a big piece of of my process right now and I, I actually need support. Mm-hmm. And, and I've done this, you know, even in, you know, last year, I've got all the tools. I got a healing, healing team mentors. And, and still it was like, for my own integration process, I needed to be met by a a dear brother and be like, you know, going through a separation and be like, Hey man, I'm, I'm really in it. And just his hand on the back of my heart, why I, why I cried and held myself was, was super healing. And that's the thing with like, it's tricky because when, when we, when we, when we reveal those parts, often in spiritual community, Someone's healer turns on, they want to fix, they want Mm -hmm. to get rid of of because they don't know actually how to meet that energy in themselves. Mm -hmm. But there are souls out there that can just hold the space for us to be with what we need to be with uh, of our own. And that's what a good friend or a good healer actually does is they, as they get present, they just hold the space for us to, to experience our own pain in a way that it softens the resistance. It softens the self persecuting, judgments it softens the unsafety around accessing that emotion and so what i would say to everyone out there is 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 find the people whether it's a healer whether it's a a friend a mentor to get support for the areas that you're having a hard time being with and loving and and it's we're not meant to do this journey alone the aquarian age requires accompaniment into the places that we haven't felt That are hard to access on our own and then eventually over time we can more consistently meet those parts of ourselves and we all need it we all need help Mm. like every single one of us it's okay there's no shame in that you know grieving with another soul is is a form of intimacy and, and our souls need to grieve in order to come into wholeness and so you know it's it's i think what i could offer is is more context to the culture that we need to create Around emotions and and the necessity of a feeling our human emotions and to give ourselves more and more permission to self-express the deeper raw emotions, I think it's it's creating like deeply nourish, nourish, nourishing and nurturing peer-to-peer connections. That okay, this is this is my squad. This is these are my these are my peeps that mm-hmm. I can build a, a coherent shared reality with that will hold me through my shit. And and if I can be really honest about it, hey guys, I, I want help being called in my blind spots. Hey guys, I need, I need support right now. I'm going through a big wave. You know, the the more that we're willing to take ownership, the more that we will draw out the best parts of the people around us. Mm.
0: Mm. Yes, I love that so much. Because it is that is, you know, it's everything. It's part of it's I, I feel like one of our deepest desires as humans to have that connection. You know, we we need people. And I guess that's one of the things that a lot of people have been missing is that level of connection and-
1: We didn't get it when we were young. Yeah. We got got shamed for sadness, we got shamed for anger, we got shamed for having a freaking process because Mm -hmm. our parents and adults in the the reality didn't want to feel that in themselves. And Mm -hmm. so we passed the shame frequency on. So Mm -hmm. we need a culture that, that doesn't shame our human experience anymore, doesn't shame our human emotions. Mm-hmm. We need a culture that 's not just fixated on the spiritual outcomes or spiritual ideals but can meet each other in connection and be with mm-hmm. the tenderness of of our of our innocence mm-hmm. It actually requires that for our ascension to actually happen
0: mm-hmm. and that 's again that integration of the physical and the non physical right because it 's very it 's very visceral when we 're there and we see it and we feel it like and to be in the presence of that it also reflects back to us where we potentially don't have the capability to hold that space for ourselves. So it's always that, you know, dual processing, is it not?
1: Yeah. And it takes courage y'all like bless up your beautiful hearts for having the courage to go in and feel these places and ask for support and to risk taking off the mask to be seen in your vulnerability with peers, Mm. you know, and some people will fall away. Some people will judge, some people will betray, some people will, lash out and be limited in their capacity to love and and for every one of those there'll be more that can hold you Mm. i promise Mm.
0: yes yes there was one final thing that i wanted to explore with you and um you know your medicine has taken many different routes and it all come together i mean at essence it's all one thing but I feel like that's a big shift that's going to be happening for a lot of people, whether it's already started or it's to come, is that level of true soul service and stepping into what it is that you're really here for. You know, we've, we've just, we're moving out of that paradigm where, and many, and there are potentially many listening that have never really fully allowed themselves to partake in that matrix way of being in terms of a nine to five or, you know, doing things that don't feel aligned for them. But, we're not just one thing. And I feel like you can speak to that beautifully because I, I have these conversations a lot where people, you know, they get to a point where they've done more of their healing work and they start to look within themselves. What am I here for? What is, what do I want to offer? And that's then my purpose. they can see that there are all of these things that are of interest and they love doing, they're passionate about, but like, I've got to choose one thing because that's what's really yep. you know, expectation. <laughs>
1: uh, I, I love helping deconstruct this idea that you need a niche. Yeah. <laughs> Um, (laughs) as multi multi multi-dimensional renaissance beings you know like there's a reason that i got into business coaching at one point to specifically help hyper creative hypersensitive multi-dimensional beings go through the process of creating a soul a soulful a soulfully informed brand that adequately represented their 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 essence and the art of soulful branding is something that i teach and and you know, what else, what I'll share here based on your question and just give some nuggets is we're meant to do it all, but it's a journey to discover the steps and prioritizations to allow the foundation to come into being first and then to, to build on it in the different seasons of what we're, what we're contributing energy to. There is a, there is a reality of spreading self thin and digging too many holes and not a well. And there's also a, a truth that a lot of these things need to be expressed. And when we, when we understand our relationship to these things that live within us, you know, like I remember before I committed to music, you know, I was, an, I was also an artist, I was a graphic designer, I painted, I drew. you know, I also loved, I loved acting and, 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 you know, dance and all like just a really creative family. And I had to, it's like I had to, it's like I, I had a hand and like each modality was a finger and and, and like life wanted me to point and choose choose one and eventually I did I was like okay I need to go all in on music but you know what I do I still doodle I still like when I'm just like hanging out listening to a podcast like I'll sketch or when I make vision boards or when I do I still get to express some of that and when I dance I dance for my own fun I don't need you know it's like just to shake off or if I'm if I'm you know going to comedy improv I get to exercise some of my some of my my acting desires right so there's ways that we can give ourselves the things that we want but we got to decide what we're going in on what mm. we're going all in on in terms of a of a of a a career path or other things so it's it's the illusion that most people ha- have is i need to give up one thing in order to have the other this is a, this is a huge blind spot for for anyone and the reality is that we don't need to sacrifice parts of ourselves and and this is something that I'm really impassioned in helping my my tribe and my clients and you know working working with a lot of like ceo types that have sacrificed their health their relationships and everything to create a massively abundant and successful business, but it's at the cost of a lot and there's ways to live masterfully that we don't have to sacrifice ourselves. We don't have to give up a creative outlet in order to have a successful business. We don't have to give up our spirituality in order to have money. We don't have to give up, have to give up money in order to have spiritual. Like there's all these different, you know, nuanced belief systems that, that limit our full expression. And so, you know, what I'd say to everyone out there, that's, that's on the journey of building a soulful brand or stepping into your Dharma or your, your purpose on this earth is to, is just like you said with the other thing, give yourself permission, give yourself time. It's not going to happen overnight. You get to build it and you get to discover and you get to refine. And again, ask for help. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like what helped me make a leap was I, I invested in a business coach, you know, uh, at a, at a juncture in my life and helped me ground my visions, helped me ground into my essence uh, more and, and bring that essence into a, into a relatable platform and, and, um, you know, invest in, in mentors that can guide you. You know, it's, there's no shame in that we're all walking each other home. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we all, we all need insights into our blind spots. You know, that's why they're, that's what, you know, they're called blind spots for a reason. And mm-hmm. we can, it's, it's really frustrating just to have so much creative energy and just spin your wheels and not know where to put it. And so it's really mm-hmm. helpful to get direction. It's really helpful to get insight into, into those things. And yeah, give yourself time and give yourself space to unpack it all and, you know to get, get clear on what what pieces are the most important to you like yeah. you know when people feel lost and they don't know how it's going to express i say, i tell them to focus on the commitment what are you committed to and then when you get really clear on what you're committed to then, then how that wants to express itself develops next mm-hmm. oh here's my core values here's my core commitments i want to create this on the planet yeah. ah cool now there's a <laughs> you can funnel some of that that committed energy and see what do I actually need to do to, to, to like create that? What are the steps? What are the physical steps and energetic steps in order to manifest that that vision?
0: Mm. So. Yes. I feel like that will land for people because it's both getting them to do the level of self-inquiry but also giving them a little bit of direction and permission because <laughs> so totally. often that's the thing that's lacking as well. It's like that's you're allowed. You're allowed to go through that process and to... To start on that path. Um, Yeah. Is there anything that you feel is left unsaid? Is there anything that you would like to close with?
1: Just keep loving yourselves and keep loving other people. You know, love the people that that are the hardest to love. That's a lot of our work for a lot of people that are holding space for the the transition that we're in on our planet is to love people that have a different belief system than you. Because the with all this polarization. It's really easy to, to justify nastiness, to feel righteously endowed to condemn another human soul just because they don't believe what you believe. And I get the line in the sand that a lot of us are drawing around these supercharged subjects that are related to, like, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't want to say these words on air. It's like, you know, just, in, you know, feel into what I'm hinting at. Um,
0: I think everyone will know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, like I have family members that are that are going to, you know, get inoculated and 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 I had to love them where they were. Yeah. And just the respect that they're on their own journey and mm-hmm. agree to disagree and focus on where there is alignment and focus where there are shared values and, and and just give our just like focus on that. And it doesn't mean that we need to suppress our truth. It doesn't mean that we need to um over accommodate, but that, that we need to find a foundational stance of empathy for someone else's experience and that's really yeah i guess i'll leave it at this this is something that i'm feeling is really important at this time is to even if someone doesn't believe what we believe in find out why they believe what they believe and have empathy for their emotional experience of of why they believe what they believe because that will allow a through line of connection i i believe i need to do this because i'm scared of this oh wow you're scared okay I can well I can actually relate to that and have empathy for that so that's that's my you know final message for all the beautiful souls out there holding space for our our evolution Mm -hmm. is to yeah keep loving yourself keep loving others and uh, it's all going to play out and it's all going to work out
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes it will thank you so much if people want to connect with you where can they best find you if they're interested in your work and potentially even working with you
1: yeah so um all my socials and website are the same thing as Luke, Luke Cohen with a K L U K E K O H E N. So at Luke Cohen on Instagram, um, Luke Cohen.com, Luke Cohen on Facebook. And, okay.
0: uh, link yeah, I,
1: sh- I share a lot of inspiring content on, um, <clears throat> on my newsletter and also like, especially on Instagram. Like I definitely, like I, I pour my heart out every single day with, with a post.
0: You, you do. And I can and, attest to that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. And, uh, I got a lot of music coming out and I have, I have like some pretty cool spoken word videos coming out. And so like if you, if you resonate with my message, I just I really appreciate people sharing and, and, and sending it to people that they think will resonate with it and vibe. It's, it's really helpful in today's like weird algorithm <laughs> sort of like suppression cancel culture. It's always helpful to have a tribe willing to support each other. So yeah. I'm grateful if you resonated with any of my works. Um, check out the videos. There's a lot, of, a lot of cool context building for the culture shift that we're in.
0: So, mm. Amazing. Well I look forward to seeing it. Thank you so so much. I appreciate you carving out some time and for everything that you put into the world. Uh, it is definitely received and I know it's making an impact. So yeah, thank you for being you.
1: Thanks, Max. <laughs> appreciate you. Really feel your resonant sister. It's nice to vibe with you and feel your wisdom and <laughs> receptivity. And yeah, it's an honor and so much gratitude for the work you're doing. Yeah, thank you
0: now before i go i just wanted to say thank you so much for being here with me and wanting to do your part in recreating the status quo if you got something out of today's episode i would love if you could leave me a review and forward this on to anyone that you feel would benefit or even share it on your socials i just want to close by saying i appreciate you and until next time remember that together we truly do rise